Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. In our pursuit of hoppiness, we will be tasting um, a bit of a beer juggernaut, widely renowned, 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 uh, Stella Artois, very recognisable, both (laughs) visually and and in terms of the taste, so we'll be getting into that later. Uh, You're going to have to call him the renegade master, because he is back once again. It's Christopher Simmons. Joining us for a, uh, I believe, an I'll Try That podcast first. Um, and to mark that, it's also, uh, Simo's going to tell us a little bit more about how yesterday was a very important day, wasn't it? Yeah, um, well, I, I, there's no way for me to uh, beat that intro, so that's that's absolutely spiffy. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thoroughly deserved, I've got to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've renegade in so many ways, obviously. But um, it's it's master was the one I was saying. Yeah, but I mean it's a it's it's good to be back. But um, and it's I think it's very apt that uh, I'm back on the day after what was the uh, International Beer Day. So that's always great. Sick. And it's you are you are coming to us live from the other side of the planet. Isn't technology a wonderful thing? <laughs> it is indeed. I mean, um, I'm very glad to get um a beer. With my boys, that sounds weird. I'm not going to say that's awful. A beer with my boys again, yeah. Let's go yeah, for it. Yeah. We're rolling with it. But um, boy, so boy I with thought, this one. We... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you're the only one who was willing to do it with me. That was what it is. I, so yeah. I was going to say that I'd stayed up really late to do this, but actually, it's uh, it's morning where I am, and it's late at night where you are. <laughs> yeah. So Barb says having to sacrifice and dr- have a beer really early. But um, yeah, so. International Beer Day. So I just thought I'd give like a bit of background about it. So it actually started in the United States in a place called Santa Cruz, California. Um, and it was actually purposely designed to celebrate cr- the craft of brewing. Um, so it was basically to, you know, as, as it should be, just to be celebrations all over uh, about beer and beer in general. Now, um, it's actually expanded amazingly. So just interesting facts, 207 cities celebrate it, 50 countries, six continents, absolutely incredible, obviously including Australia. And um, the founder of the Beer Day had three reasons that they uh, he declared for starting the day. Um, to gather with friends and enjoy the taste of beer, uh, to celebrate those responsible for brewing and serving beer and to unite the world under the banner of beer by celebrating beers of all nations together on a single day. <laughs> um, wow. OK, I, I like that. There's a lot of very positive messages in there that we probably ought to just uh, maybe even just apply to the, to the human race, I guess. But yeah, that all sounds very nice. That also um, that's, that sounds like a very uh, Californian outlook, which which we maybe need a little bit more more of over in the, in the uk um yeah. where does where does it rank for you though uh simo uh, you know out of the three uh christmas your birthday and world beer day what's <laughs> in order what's more important oh well i am a big fan of christmas i actually have an outfit that i wear every year um and i have worn it every year for the last five years uh, which includes for beer day or Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, sadly, and it is it, it has green chinos involved. Ooh. So yeah, um, and I pull them off to, to no one can say I can't. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you pull them and, off. Uh, you, mean, you mean like the, the the outfit works rather than the Christmas yeah, day yeah. celebration? Yeah, no, you're pulling off your green yeah. chinos. <laughs> no, yeah, Christmas isn't Christmas isn't a weird fair at the Simmons household. But um, <laughs> it's three o'clock. It's time for the Queen's speech, and then Chris will take his trousers off. 
Oh my god! Um, yes, I, I forgot. I forgot what this podcast is has become. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, I would say sadly, if I'm being completely honest, until you told me barbers, I didn't know it was beard day. So I'm going to put my hands up. If I'm if I'm being completely honest, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, it was a surprise to me. It, it, I think it's all right that um, a little bit harder to keep track of because um, for anyone who's going to now sort of plan uh, their 2022 diary. It is for the first Friday, it is scheduled for the first Friday of August every year. So that happened to be the 6th this year. Um, but when it comes to next time, uh, yeah, first Friday of, of, of August. Not quite sure. I mean, maybe that's that's uh, significance for, for the brewers out in California. Uh, but um, yeah, not quite. We're still a little bit perplexed. As I, I've already day. figured it oh, out. Raise your hand. Think about it. It's celebrating alcohol. If you had it on a set day, that set day could be a Monday. That set day could be a Tuesday when you're supposed yeah, to go to work. That does make a lot yeah. of sense. Actually. I'm a genius. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, well, <laughs> you've joined. You've joined some serious dots there. I, I suppose the August bit could be fairly flexible, but yes, you, you make a pretty good point. The rest of the weekend to, for your for your Alka Seltzer day on Saturday. True. <laughs> probably. Sure. Actually, I didn't really consider the month. I was just thinking alcohol is drunk whenever. But it's like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, the August month, actually, if you think about it here in Australia, it's our winter. Okay, yeah. So actually, if you really want to celebrate it, you should go worldwide. And then depending on the climate you're in, have an appropriate beer each year True. when you go around. But then I was, I was thinking about this. The winter here isn't really winter. So as I know it, you still would be drinking a cold beer in Australia regardless. I mean... And it, I mean, I, I just think it's such a good day. Like, I, I think the fact that it's it focuses on the people who, not only the people who make beer and the people who are connoisseurs, but it's also the people who serve it. And I love the fact it's like they're celebrating the, the people who actually pour you your beer, you know, um, because they do, they're, I was just, I was just saying like, it's something that you don't really think about or you don't really thank them. <laughs> it sounds bad, but it's like, it's like, give me a beer. Uh, please but then you kind of get the beer and you say thanks and you walk off and you forget them all over again so but it's also quite nice because what i see about these um particularly in these major cities where they're celebrating um uh, international beer day is there's also plenty going on you know it's it's there's a lot of sort of miniature festivals going on and it's quite a draw and, and an attraction for for even people who aren't necessarily the, the biggest fans of fans of beer so it's uh yeah I just, it's just really cool I really like the idea of it. I mean, why wouldn't you have... I mean, there's a beer, there's a day for everything, so there should definitely be a day for beer. And I know, obviously, during these times, it's not always easy to get out and do stuff, especially actually now. Australia, at this point in time, is actually in a lockdown. But uh, if you can go and enjoy International Beer Day, uh, go out and enjoy it. And if you have to enjoy it at home, you can definitely do that because it's International Beer Day. Right, in today's pursuit of hoppiness, haven't said that in a while, uh, we are looking at and tasting hopefully uh the stella artois um and it is god it is steeped in history um so it's actually belgian for those that don't know even though the adverts kind of link itself to france a little bit and it traces its origins to over 600 years ago to a brewery called the denhorn in now i'm gonna probably say this got it wrong leuven uh belgium Lou- in 1366. Oh, it could be Leuven, couldn't it? L- or could, it, could it could be, be Leuven. <laughs> it could be Leuven as well. And I've, I do apologise for butchering that. Um, <laughs> We've covered all bases. We'll but, um, add it out in, the wrong ones later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, it was actually, Stella Artar was born as a holiday gift to the people of 
Leuven, <laughs> um, from the brewery. So the brewery, which is the Denholm Brewery, actually, it's founding of Stella Artois was actually as a holiday gift to the people. Yeah, that's, and, so that's, that's quite fascinating. I thought I'd read somewhere that actually, it was contrary to my prior belief, but I thought I'd heard somewhere that it was a Christmas drink. So imagine when it says hol- holiday gift, it's, it's at Christmas Christmas time, presumably. Yes. But um, it, I think it then must have got the uh, the tradition of being uh, a beer that you drank at Christmas, but but from, as you say, this this origin of, of um, uh, a gift from the brewery to, to the locals. I love it. Yeah, and just to go even further, because, you know, to increase the detail on this show, um, the name Stella um, actually means star, in Latin and pays homage and a star has been proudly displayed on the bottle ever since. So if you ever get a chance to have a gander, there is a star at the top. It's funny how those, yeah, it's funny how those things sort of, they were in front of you this whole time. Yeah. I mean, Stella, yeah. <laughs> no prizes for spotting that really. Cause you know, when you have like phrases like interstellar. Yeah. Star. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's a big star on the, on the can. Yeah, exactly. And Artois is a tribute to the brewmaster who is called Sebastian Artois. So it's star Artois. So it links directly to the brewmaster, who was Sebastian Artois, and the meaning of star. Um, so absolutely amazing. Um, so just to let you know, the brewmaster, Sebastian Artois, is like a beloved member of the De Horn Brewery um, and the community. So it's a really, really big deal. Um, so that's why like, if you look at the bottle, I think it looks a bit like a North Star. I might be wrong. Yeah, because it's there's kind of like a like an elongated point on each one, and and that's so. I mean, that kind of probably suggests it's the one that should should really stand out. So, um, yeah, there might be something in that. Yeah, guides you towards the beer. Come over here. <laughs> I am curious, actually. I meant to check out the horn. I want to know about the horn as well. Um. Yes. I mean, that might. I. I just think that the bottle itself looks very sophisticated and very kind of um yeah, sophistication is sophisticated is an interesting word to bring out particularly because actually just recently we did the um i, I think sophistication is a little bit of of the uh self-image that Stella Artois particularly these days uh like, like to portray because we did mention on um when we talked about Newcastle brown ale the other week there was a bit of uh jibing between um Stella and well uh, from Newcastle brown ale towards Stella because they had put out an advert um, particularly around the, the the glass, you know. So it's uh, the point of that advert they put out previously was, it's not a glass, it's a, a chalice or, or chalice. Um, so I think that there's particularly in more recent times there's been a bit of a lean towards it. It is actually quite a sophisticated drink. Yeah, I mean, I think it, we if we if we're drinking a Stella, we have to talk about um, before we get into why it is linked to sophistication because I think we have got a lot of information about that we do have to list talk about the kind of negative connotations that the uk especially had with this beer um and i think it's probably i for instance um link stella with almost hooliganism i can't even say that word how do you say that word hooliganism that's the one um (laughs) and i've kind and i think at, at one point, it was very linked to binge drinking in the UK, and yeah, and it, it had a it had a very nasty nickname. Yes, uh, at one point, didn't it? Yes, so it was it had the nickname of um, the wife beverage, which is an awful name, and it, it it's it's connotation of domestic violence, and it's really horrible. And in the UK, it was linked to that because when you went to the supermarket, even though it is a very high class beer in terms of the way it's advertised, 
the way I think the bottles look. Um, it was super cheap. You know, you mentioned at the start, uh, steeped in history, it's got a lot of heritage. Yes, isn't it? exactly. It's six hundred years old, so I mean, like it's well, it claims to be that old, and also it's very cheap, and it was at the time five point two percent. So that that was potentially the how it got its um, image and reputation before was was the the, the cost of. The cost you could get it for, and and that it that it packed a packed a punch in terms of the actual alcohol. Yes. Per. Yeah, and interestingly, it is now um, owned by AB and Bev, of course, because most things are. Um, they actually. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, exactly. Um, and we'll talk actually about the ownership and how it changed hands in a second. But um, they actually AB and Bev, when they took control, have actually changed the percentages uh, down. Um, so. The original UK strength of Stella was uh, 5.2 and 4.8%. And now they've dropped it further to 4.6 in the UK. So, Barbie, you could check on your beer. That's a good point. Yeah, because I do have one of the like pint-sized cans. Pint-sized, like literally speaking, it's, it's one to, to contain a, uh, a natural pint. Yeah, it's a, it's 4.6%. A so, yeah, absolutely, as you say. And interestingly, um, Barber... I'm, gl- I'm, glad that, I'm glad that checked out. <laughs> and interestingly, Barber, on my beer in Australia, it's 4.8 still. So there you go. Oh, okay. So it's slightly, slightly higher there. Yeah. So only in the UK they've changed it. Right. With you. Okay. So to 4.6. So that's quite an interesting kind of, I like, they've obviously that has impacted the company massively and they really want to take away from that negative attitude, which I completely understand. Um, but uh, their history of ownership, um, Barb, do you want to let us know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, in terms of uh, their history sort of being, um, <clears throat> they've been around for 600 years. Uh, most of the, you know, big changes have been in the last um, last 40 years or so. So um, uh, there was a merger in uh, 1988 where Brewer, Brewerai uh, Artois um, were, were one of the founding members of, of, of Interbrew. 2004, they then become InBev. Um, and so that's that's when really we saw the um, everything's really really ramped up in terms of production. At, at, at that point, um, there was one one billion liters of of Stella Artois um, being produced annually. Uh, and then uh, for anyone who's who's already familiar with the um, with this sort of timeline, two thousand and eight, um, uh, Imbev and Anheuser Busch. Bush, <laughs> Imbev, AB Imbev uh, came into uh, the guise as we as we know it today. So, um, uh, funny that's that. I mean, that's I suppose probably typical about the um, the way a lot of these breweries became sort of more, more globalized in in the last 30, 40 years or so. Well, I mean, it's kind of a it's you know these are one of the founding members of AB Imbev, so they you know they're a powerhouse really and. It doesn't surprise me at all because it's a lager and lagers sell really well internationally and you can name a lot of them. Uh, But um, I found an interesting um, thing on the... I'm going to say thing. Why am I saying thing? I found an interesting fact on their website. Yeah, an interesting item. Nugget. (laughs) Tidbit. A tidbit. That's it. Tidbit. That's so much better, right? I found Actually, I also, I also like factoid. Oh, all right. If it, if it's not if it's not necessarily a fact, but it's kind of like a fact, you can call it, it a factoid. Is this slang? Uh, yeah, only from watching too much QI. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fact. I feel like everything you learn off QI doesn't doesn't count as slang. No, no, no. <laughs> I've got to see if is factoid 
I just want to see if factoid is in the if, dictionary. Uh, in fact, yeah, if I get it, if, it's, if it's, I get it's, it from it's, watching too much, it's a dictionary word. So it is okay. An item of unreliable information that is reported, repeated so often it becomes accepted as fact. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a funny feeling that we, the, the I'll try that podcast might be the world's biggest peddler of factoids. <laughs> How dare you? Please note, any facts provided by the I'll Try That podcast are unchecked, and if they were checked, they'd be checked by unreliable sources. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, I, when we say <laughs> when we say fact, we actually mean we're short-handling it from factoid. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, to my... Hit, hit, us, with, hit us with the factoid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's on their website. We plan to tradition all packs and drafts to the US for, uh, brew, uh, for Stella to be brewed in the US only from 2021. Um, so there's some news. So, yeah, and this is supposedly happening, it's already happened. Now, this is, but they've made it, they've kind of tried to stipulate, because I think this is obviously could go down like a sack of potatoes, right? Um, but they have stipulated that it is to be under the strict supervision of brewmasters from Leuven, Belgium. Okay, yeah. So so it is actually going back to, to um, there's a little element of keep it, keeping to sticking to the roots. Well, I think you have to, because I think people who are from Belgium, especially, I think you'd be quite upset if you heard that they're brewing it mass in the US. But as long as in the US, they Completely are making of their own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might be reading this wrong and it might be the fact that they're still going to do it in Belgium, but they are now mass brewing in the US. But what they're saying is in the US, by the way, you're not buying a secondhand kind of knockoff. You are buying the legit quality of Stella mm-hmm. Artois, which I hope is the right answer. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, but I think we should probably talk about the beer and the taste of it. That's that's quite a relevant relevant point. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I've had the it, bottle. I've had the bottle. Um, they're only 330s. Are they 330s? Looks about that size. Do you know why? Why can't I just see that it says 330? Why am I being so... Do you know what? It took a bit of finding on the can, actually, because I was looking for confirmation that it was 568 mil, so so a, a full pint. Um, but actually, I think that's also not much of a... Um, I think that's a bit of a rarity to have a genuine full pint in a can. But I suppose... Uh, I don't know if that's something... I don't know how long they've been doing that for, but that, to me, speaks of what we actually talked about um, with, with International Beer Day. Um, people, actually, if they want to, can have... It, it gets you your, your simulation of, of uh, being in the pub. If you can't get to the pub, you can have a, a pint at home, again, for our, for our UK dwellers, mainly. Exactly. So I've got the 330. You've got the, you've got the can experience. Now, I'm always sceptical of cans, even though I probably shouldn't be, because there's low craft brewers do it for ages. But I love a bottle. Like I... I mm. Um, but what are your thoughts on the beverage, Barbara? It's it's I I feel like there's not much of a revelation coming from me here, but you know it's it's kind of a bit of an old old reliable, um, bit of a I, I, you're always told that beer can't actually quench your thirst, but a bit of a thirst quencher, um, you know that sort of crisp, quite clean, um, you know uh, after a hard day's work, can of lager. Um, that 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 just kind of hits the spot. Probably not gonna, uh, you know, blow blow you away with anything. Or, oh, crikey, what's this? And and it's not not exactly uh, thought provoking, but um, goes down smooth. I suppose um, is, is is a short short way to describe it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really like the kind of. I actually think it's quite a full flavour. I actually 
do like as a lager goes, there's quite a lot to it when you first have that first cold, and it is refreshing. And I think it has got a little bit of a bite to it, but it is what you would expect of a macro brewery lager. Um, yes, it's yeah. it's it's kind of it's. I'm not going to go. This is the best thing ever because I think it does taste a lot. It's similar to other beers, but, but I would say that it makes me quite gassy, and I've only had a three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so that's that's something that I've never really enjoyed. The like I've always said, if you have a lot of lagers, you feel really like bloated. But mm-hmm. maybe that's these macro breweries. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I suppose ultimately, I, I, to be honest, this is not something I fact check, but I I assume that it's one of those those pasteurized lagers that, as you say, I think that's a good way to describe it, like a like a macro uh, brewed thing, um, where uh, for I think for a lot of the ale drinkers out there it's it's one of those ones which is uh you know <clears throat> i always reference what what my old man would say it's not it's not proper beer <laughs> but it's it's a it's a drinking lager or, or something like that um particularly now so that they've now more so that they've dropped down the uh the abv um makes it mm. more in the line of something that's a bit more sessionable yes definitely um so uh yeah and also similar. so do you remember i've got weird memories of i'm sure there were loads of I'm trying to remember i'm sure there used to be loads of adverts on on tv i can't really remember uh but i kind of feel like they were driving at the point you were talking about earlier on about uh a bit of an era of sophistication there was one maybe around sort of sort of world war Two era possibly also adds to the uh misconception that i've seen a few times about um i think a few people do do mistake them as, as a french brewing company in, instead of a belgian one but uh yeah does, does that does that tally with you does that make sense yeah i think um yeah they, they've got like massive links with um uh, like films and they're very kind of like that's kind of sophisticated french film kind of idea they use the they use french language in the show um, which actually interests me because they the city of Louvain is Dutch speaking, right? So, and, but um, you, I think you've mentioned, I think you've mentioned this before, that they say um, cider with their cider beverage. They actually say the French um, cidre and even, and then they also, and they also do like almost film-esque adverts. Like, do you remember, I think I'm getting the right bit here where it's a guy and he's in like a bow tie and he goes up to the bar and then he like wisps off the top yeah i forgot about that yeah with the um almost like a spatula to take the head off yeah which every time uh, I, anyone in my experience has mentioned that since everyone says no you don't do that oh okay <laughs> they look cool but, but to be honest yeah I, it did look cool it was, it was quite uh quite a, an eye-catching image wasn't it um mind you i'm my, my that could be factoid from me that's that's those are uncertified sources i'm talking about um but uh yeah indeed i think you're right and, and i'm sure one of their adverts was even billed previously as the king of can um it can as in in france rather than um than actually the drinking vessel uh because there was that that sort of movie world that they were trying to get into so and the whole, um, yeah the can film festival yeah 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, they're obviously um, now they're in AB and Bev, having a bit of a bit of a sterner look at the um, uh, at the sort of marketing side of things. But um, just looking at their numbers, Twitter UK uh, for Stella Artois is at twenty two point nine thousand thousand followers. Instagram 
bigger presence there, uh, 213,000. So, um, yeah, uh, when we say recognisable, uh, well, I mean, we really do really do mean it. But, um, yeah, a bit of a stalwart. We've seen it around for a, for a while and, um, yeah, can't, can't see that changing anytime soon, can we? No, and I think uh, it's one of those that if somebody offered you it, you're not going to say no. I think it's a decent, it's a solid, decent, as you said, stalwart. I'm just repeating you and taking your... St- Stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, right? awesome. So, right. That's good. See everybody next time. I don't know what that is. Thanks, guys. Get in the bloopers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Catch right. you on another one. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so, from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.